Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Road to Enlightenment. I am Kelly Fitzgerald, and my very special guest today is Jody Doty. I love your name, by the way. Um, <laughs> she is a soul reader, which we were talking just before the show about what that is, and I will have her explain it, too. She's also a healer and a writer. She's one of the co-authors of the upcoming compilation book, Beyond the Loss, Breaking the Stigma of Depression and Suicide. Uh, you might already know her from her Facebook page, Meditations and Musings by Jody Doty. I know you're going to enjoy listening to her. Um, it's been kind of an off day for me, so we're probably going to end up laughing a lot, which will be good too. So, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Great. I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to laugh with you. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, going back to kind of our pre-show chatter, for lack of a better word, what is a soul reader? What is it that you do? Because the way you explained it before was just beautiful. And if you remember what you said, I'd love to hear that again. <laughs> sure, happy to. I use my gift to look at you, at the beauty of your soul. And that is kind of looking at you in this moment, looking at the beauty of who you are. And I find that a lot of people are kind of stuck in the past or they're a little bit in the future. And what I like to do is kind of help bring you center, help move your spirit, move you back into the place of now, of this moment, um, of your inner peace, and help you to kind of realign and uh, operate from the now. So that's kind of a centering, but also I um, have a gift of tend to see people that have passed and that comes up sometimes as well and offers some hope to those that, you know, think their relatives are gone, but they're actually around us. And I think that is a gift that so many of us share and we've kind of been hiding it for whatever reason. Do you, are you finding, I, I'm finding that it's it seems to be not necessarily more mainstream, but maybe easier to talk about seeing people who have passed on, spirits, spirit guides, these kinds of things. Do you find that as well? I find that as well. I think um, with some of the books that have been coming out and even some of the people in the medical, medical profession that have been having those experiences as well and are brave enough to share that, uh, is really helping to let go of, uh, you know, kind of the mystery around it, and we're all just kind of trying to get in touch and and connect, and that's really what it's about. And remembering that, you know, we're all here and we're not alone. That our relatives really don't leave us; they're always with us. It's just a matter of kind of crossing that the veil and and being in touch and being aware. Awareness is really, I think, shifting and. And people are much more, uh, much less frightened of it, and more aware um, that they uh, that they have them around them, that they have feelings that they can still uh, uh, connect. I, I think a big key of that is is really realizing these people love you. You know, they may not be in the physical, but they still those emotions are still there, and being open to realizing that that is still there. I think a lot of people um, kind of scare themselves into shutting down. 
You know, well, what exactly. if something happens? Well, if these people loved you in life, they love you in the afterlife. <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't turn into monsters when they, you know, and I, I think especially um, recently, I've had a number of people that have come up to me, mostly in workshops, but a couple of coaching clients too, saying, well, you know, I, I know dad's there. I, I kind of can you know, can can grasp that he's still there watching me and helping me, but I don't want to see him. It's just going to scare me. Well, why isn't he talking to me? Well, because you told him. He's scared. <laughs> exactly. And I think sometimes sometimes people are so in grief that they, that they do shut down and they're just not aware that there are signs and symbols really all around them. And, in fact, we were talking earlier that, it's amazing they even text now, so they're they're getting right. the tech the techie part of things as well. So it's kind of interesting. Well, I, I had a, a personal experience with I mean, we were talking before a, a tombstone that I found particularly interesting, and for some reason, right after this, well, probably a day or so after I came back home from that experience. Um, I was, was hearing a doorbell, like a doorbell, like like in the Wild West where they would have had the, the physical bell that would <laughs> ring when the door opened. Sure. And every once in a while I hear that bell, and I can even picture it in my head. It's one of those old bells they had in the Wild West where, you know, when the door opened, it hit the bell. I, I know exactly what that sound is. I don't have one of those in my house. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm hearing a periodic bell. So I just kind of say, okay, you're saying hi. Hi. <laughs> Leave me alone now. I've got work to do. But, um, yeah, if if you're open to exactly. it, it's just amazing. Amazing it is. what comes through. It is. It is. So I know my uh... – I know that my grandmother still calls my mom on occasion because her phone will ring and there's no one there. And she used to call at yeah. 9 o'clock every night. So she still connects, uh, you know, every once in a while we'll get a call at 9 and, you know, we'll just say hello and know it's her. It's a comfort. Yeah. It, it is if you look at it that way. You know, my grandmother, I was very, very close to my grandmother. She pretty much raised me. Well, she did raise me. But anyway, um, <laughs> she wore rose perfume. And I still occasionally will walk through a room and smell her perfume. She's never been in my house. I built this house 20 years after she passed on. And yet I still smell her perfume in my house. Uh, The funniest thing that happened was we had some house guests one time, and she had a particular chair that she was fond of. And it had been kind of a stressful time, and a lot of stuff was going on, and I felt her presence. And... One of my house guests came to me the next morning, and she says, there was a kind of a um, a short lady. She had red hair, and, and she was sitting in a blue chair. And I walked by in the night to go to the bathroom, and I saw her, and I said, hello. And she said, hi. And I went to the bathroom, and I came out of the bathroom, and she was gone, and the chair was gone, too. <laughs> wow. So I said, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so you just never know. <laughs> So you take your chair with you. <laughs> yeah, you take your chair with you. If you have a favorite chair, you can have it. You really can take it with you. It, it was just a bizarre because I've never seen her in the chair, but the chair this woman described to me was exactly the chair my grandmother loved. So, you know, 
Yeah, I thought that was really, really funny. But uh, you do other things. Um, you're part of a couple of books, the one I mentioned at the top of the show that we're both part of, the Beyond the Lost book. What is the other one that you're that you're working on that's coming out in November? Right. That is Jody Chapman's book. Um, it's 365 Ways to Connect with Your Soul. And there are over 200 authors. It's kind of a compilation. Um, every day you can pick up a, a, a writing that will help inspire you and help you connect with your soul. I have three pieces in the book. Um, I have a water meditation. I have a mending the heart meditation. And I have one I particularly like living in the Northwest, and it's called Being a Human Tree. And that has to do with um, kind of embodying the uh, the great qualities of a tree, being grounded and reaching to the to the stars and um, kind of holding your own in storms and that type of thing. So the book comes out November 17th. I'm quite excited to have been part of that project and uh, great to work with uh, many different authors and kind of come together in a labor of love on that, on that book, as well as your book with the, um, that's coming out soon. Um, that was also uh, great to work with you on. So, so I enjoy yeah, I enjoy writing. Well, you are a writer, so that would that's good that you enjoy doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The book that that you're a part of with me, the Beyond the Loss, um, that book I just kind of want to touch on. It's not as dark as people think. When I first started telling people, yeah, we've got this group of authors together and we're working on this book. It's called Beyond the Loss, Breaking the Stigma of Depression and Suicide. And I got, why on earth would you think <laughs> to write a book about depression and suicide? That just does not sound like a light, happy book that you're known for doing. But it really isn't that dark. You know, the stories are very heartfelt, and they're very strong stories, each and every one of them. And I think every story has a touch of you get through this. You know, exactly. you you move on. And there's a positive uh, to take away from each of these stories, and, and yours yours as well as everyone else's. It's um, You know, they're all true stories. They're all uh, very heartfelt, very well-written um, the editing that we did was very, very minimal because I wanted to keep the actual author's intent completely intact. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, changing one word changes the whole thing. So, yeah, exactly. that's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited that you're a part of that book. That was that was wonderful. It was. I know I um, shared my piece with a couple of, of uh, people, a couple of friends of mine, and they said, you know, it was surprisingly easier to read than I thought it would be. And I think it's because there's so much, and I'm, I'm sure it's with the other the authors too, there's so much heart in it, and you really want to honor the person, but you also want to, want to honor the emotions that come up in that, and that's such a, a tough thing. It's tough to revisit, but it's important. And I think you you give the person the voice that um, you always keep them present, and I think that comes through. Yeah, and I, I think the whole idea behind this book, and I think we're we're really uh, we've we've really pulled it off with all of the stories, is to start that conversation. You know, so so often we get into a, a situation where we feel like, and I know I've personally felt that. Well, someone says, "Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. How did they die?" And you kind of hesitate 
in many right. circumstances when you say, well, they took their own life. And, and people don't know what to say. And I think that's a conversation that we need to have because not only do we need to talk about people being depressed and that it's okay to seek help, we also need to get out there that these people, these families, these communities who have lost someone they loved through suicide, they need compassion and loving and understanding as well. Absolutely. And that's, that's the whole point. If we can start that discussion, it, it's, it's a wild success already before it's even released. Let's you talk about a, a little bit brighter subject than suicide <laughs> depression. <laughs> yeah, all righty. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the Favory site. Yes, I'm very excited about the Favory site. Uh, this is a brand new uh, website, internet kind of uh, national uh, website that has been produced by a friend of mine that I actually went to high school with, uh, Vicki Blake and her friend Shlomit Cohen. And it is all about inspiration. It has a little bit of everything for everybody. Uh, it has music. It has movies. It has humor pieces. It has videos. It has even has people's own videos. But it's all about inspiration. And uh, Vicki called me, I know, she had um, a medical issue, and she's been kind of had been stuck in the house for about three years. And over the time we chatted, uh, you know, we kind of inspired each other to heal and get get well. And and this inspired her to, you know, if this helps me, I want to do something for other people. I want to inspire them. And and I'm just fortunate enough that she kind of gave me a call, and I have a page on there that uh, where I have. Currently, I have four meditations on there on uh, various topics, but also uh, some of my photography and some of my posters from Meditations and Musings by Jody Doty, my Facebook page, and uh, just uh, and I also have some poetry. So, um, just love that site and looking forward to seeing where it goes. It only launched on on Monday, so uh, the twelfth. So it's very new. So just invite everybody to check it out and. Uh, it's a beautiful site on top of that. I mean, there's just lots to see on it and really heartwarming things and also fun things. It's it's a little bit of everything about life that just makes you feel better. So I, my I kind of sites thing. are so important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's important to to kind of do that. Someone mentioned to me on a different show, well, um, doesn't everyone in the health and wellness, aren't, aren't you guys like, you know, serious about spirituality and of, you know, being one with everything. And I'm I'm surprised that you guys laugh as much on these shows as you do. I'm like, well, what <laughs> part of being spiritual tells you not to laugh? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's important to have the whole balance, you know, a little bit of everything. And you really don't appreciate, you know, the the part that laughter has to play in your life and and until you lose it you know if you go through something dark and then you're able to laugh again it's like "Ah, i made it through yay i i really believe uh comedians are the healers of the world and i I have to tell you when whenever i had to have even in you know in my marriage and in other times when i've had challenging times i'll go to the movies and watch a funny funny movie or watch a funny clip and that will change my whole perspective in, in, in two right. hours. It's amazing. So I just give uh, healers a lot of credit because 
Uh, laughter is such a high vibration, and it's so needed, especially when things are challenging and, you know, the news is grim. I just really find that very comforting to have a different perspective and to feel the healing that humor brings to us. So yeah. I, it's very important. That is very needed. It helps you shift yeah. out of that space. So. Yeah, and that's, even that's important. At, you can even laugh at grim things. I mean, that's what I like. Well, you yeah. can you can have that. Uh, you know, uh, just give it give it a different perspective or a different spin on things, and really change your focus and move forward. So, yeah, very healing. I, I think that's uh, that's one of the things that a lot of people don't. Well, a lot, I won't say they wouldn't believe, but a lot of people are surprised when they meet me in person. Is I, if something can happen and everyone else is going, and I'm going, because <laughs> I think it's funny. And, you know, it's it, it's it's just part of it. I think if you can laugh at any situation, it's it's um, you're halfway through it already. You're halfway over it. It's it's behind you, which exactly. um, brings me to. A question that I, I want to ask, and it goes back to what we were talking about as far as being a soul reader, um, leaving the past behind. I, I find in my coaching clients that I'm having people who are either reliving the past over and over and over, or they are planning for so far ahead in the future that they're not taking care of their immediate needs and they're not being grateful for what they have now. Is there some advice that you could give anyone listening who to kind of help people stay in the in the moment because that's really where the magic happens is moment by moment. And I think people it either mm-hmm. don't get caught up with themselves or they're too far ahead of themselves. So is there some kind of advice, something that you give people that would help them stay present in the moment? Sure. I'm a a big proponent of meditation and grounding. I've been doing that since the early 90s. And grounding, imagining an energy from the base of your spine to the center of the earth that kind of helps you feel connected, helps you feel here. That's really helpful. Uh, Just saying something as simple as saying the date and and particularly the year. (laughs) Um, You don't (laughs) want to be stuck in October of 1800, but... Right, <laughs> bringing your your awareness to here, and I often for um, future time will uh, kind of use this example of I'm not a a big fan of going to the dentist, and when I start thinking, oh no, I've got to go to the dentist, um, I go into anxiety or a little fear, and that's because I'm in the future with it. But when right. I'm in the moment, when I'm really present, I'm sitting there in the chair, it's really not that bad. And it's just a matter of my awareness of not being kind of in the future with it, but being present. I know that when you're in the past, you're often going to sadness. And it's because the body, right. just, it's been there, it's, you know, it's sad. But um, And anxiety is a lot about being in the future. I find a lot of people feel really stutter stressed. I can just see that they're, they're just right there next to themselves. It's a matter of kind of bringing yourself home or coming home to yourself and uh, breathing in you is what I like to like to say. But um, So grounding and, and really more being aware. Sometimes even when we're having a conversation with someone, you know, we'll do that thing where we'll start thinking ahead about what's happening and we're missing that moment with right. that person right then, you know, and making that connection. So... So really being aware of our body, kind of being more in our bodies. 
Yeah, I, I tell people to to really be mindful. And one exercise that I've used is um, to have someone look around their room and and see where they are and really be conscious of their space and where they are. And one particular client, I had her go through everything that she was grateful for just that was in that one room, not even the rest of her house, just that one room. And that sort of anchored her into where she is right now and how her life is right now. And stop worrying about what may or may not happen in the future because that's the future. You know, right exactly. now. Is, I, uh, is I like to do that with with coffee, but I think it's the bohemian me in me that just loves coffee. But I like to, I like to sit with my coffee and imagine it's the elixir of me. I just, I yeah. drink my coffee, I sip it, and I imagine it uh, filling myself with with the essence of me and bringing me home. So being very present. So I, not only just slurp it and kind of run, but I sit with it and and really smell it, really feel the cup in my hand, let all of my senses, you know, kind of take that in. And for that moment, I'm very grounded in that moment. I also find that people, you know, different things work for different people. Sometimes gardening is very grounding for them and brings them very much in the moment. Music, dance, all the arts, that's why I love the arts, Um, painting. You are right there in the moment with it. And so if you can, sometimes just sitting and looking at the ocean, that's a, a biggie for a lot of people. And I think it's because it really brings you home. You're there you feel the you feel the sand you smell you know the the smells you you can see the water it, it's using all of your senses and being aware it's a, a wonderful thing to do but meditation really that's kind of a key thing it helps you to tune out the outside and really start to tune into yourself and let you, yourself be aware of what you're feeling around you and aware of you know what you have within that you're missing so now I know you do guided meditations. I've done some guided meditations. Um, Do you find that, especially if people are just beginning meditating, that the guided meditations are kind of the way to go? I do. I think sometimes the mind wanders, and if you can hear somebody kind of walk you through it, I think that's really helpful. Um, It just keeps you right there with the person. Sometimes it's hard to do that you know, reading a book or or doing it in another way. But I think even if you record your own voice, and I've, you know, I did my Mending the Heart meditation in the book, uh, I mentioned maybe just recording this meditation or having someone else record it and listening, and it just walks you through it and it helps you, you know, to kind of go through the steps and real, really feel like you're coming within yourself to do it. So I think the guided is, is the way to go for for beginners, you know, especially, because it's kind of hard to stay grounded and stay home. We're used to floating around, and it's like come back home and, and uh, you know, step by step, here's how you do it. It also helps yeah. to do it, you know, in a class with other people that, you know, there's power in a group, and uh, I think sometimes uh, just taking a class is, is helpful. So, Yeah, I, I used to tell people that if you're going to start meditating, and I would have people say, well, I don't like the guided stuff, or I don't like the music, or, you know, I want... It, meditation is supposed to be silence. You know, I call them meditation purists. But anyway, I would tell them <laughs> to set an egg timer. Literally, when I started meditating, and this many years ago now, 
I was so hyper and so anxious and so honestly depressed at that point in my life. It was very difficult for me to let my mind be quiet. So I set an egg timer for a minute. And right. people said, well, you, why didn't you want to go past a minute? You know, you missed a point. I wanted to make sure I stayed for a minute. <laughs> and I literally started meditating one minute at a time. And then I realized that there are guided meditations and music and all this other stuff. So then, you know, that really helped me. But that's literally what I did was one minute at a time. And even and in I one people, minute, one minute changes yeah. your perspective. It does. It, it really does. I tell people that's, that's, a, that's really a good place to start. The point is we want you to start, you know, wh- exactly. whatever it is that you, that you decide to do for meditating, it's really important that you, that you do it. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, what a, are it's you, a primer for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, people that don't have time, they say, well, we don't, I don't have time for meditating. Set your clock 15 minutes early. You know, get up 15 minutes early. 15 minutes of sleep is not going to kill you if you lose it. You know, 15 minutes is, is plenty to start with, especially. And, uh, exactly. you know, go go from there. And I know people that meditate three and four times a day. I don't. I go twice. You know? <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> Even 15 minutes, some days you can only work in 10 or 15 right. minutes. Right. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best 15 minutes of your day. You know? Exactly. Like, don't, don't deprive yourself of that. You know, make it a priority to be in touch with you, you know. Yeah. So. I want to ask you how you came to this point where, where you are a, a soul reader and a healer and a, and a writer and you do these wonderful, wonderful inspirational Facebook posts. How did you, did, did that just come naturally to you? Did you just wake up one day and say, nope, this is what I'm going to do now? How did that happen? Yeah, I think I've always had the gift, I would say, or, or the, a very strong spiritual connection. And also with the intuitiveness has, has been through my family, my grandmother, my mother, even my sister. And, um, but I think really in my early um, 30s, I kind of had that struggle with, you know, trying to work through and and impress and do the whole work thing where you're just, uh, you know, spending your whole life doing things for other people. And I'm such a a giver, you know, that was such the role that I felt that I did start taking a meditation class. That's kind of how it started for me, and a healing class. And I just loved it so much and got so in tune with um, the spiritual side of me. I was much more in balance. And so it just kind of progressed from there. And I I uh, did a two-year seminary uh, that was very helpful, very intensive, the first year of kind of releasing all, a lot of the things that, you know, I'd held on to personally. And the second one was more about outreach, more about being a neutral uh you know, a neutral help for other people and looking at their soul from a neutral perspective and helping them to to move up past the emotions and just see the beauty that they are, the soul that they are. Um, you know, we focus so much outside, but it's so beautiful to look at and come within ourselves and see see that. It's a whole different way of viewing. And so I just kind of came to it through meditation, kind of came to it naturally too, lots of interesting experiences, lots of joyful experiences. Always had kind of a, a knowingness about things, but 
before meditation, I I didn't know what to do with it. It was like a kid in a candy store where you you know you just right. you know things, but what do you? But my whole um, the, the whole focus of of switching it to being able to help people, to being able to kind of and as I do that, it's a real help for myself because all healing really is self healing. So, you know, when you focus on yourself, you're you're giving others permission to heal themselves. And I just love that being able to have that opportunity to sit down with somebody and and uh, remind them that they have this beautiful being within within them, and they're not just their body. Thank God, <laughs> um, they're not just their body. They're not just their experiences, but they're so much more. And so that's kind of how I how I came to it. And I just have always had a quirky sense of humor about things. And humors, again, I I hold that very. Uh, I value it very highly, and so that's uh, a lot of my writings and some of the musings that come through um, just come to me in my meditation, and I just come from that uh, kind of joyful place. And I only started writing probably about a year ago, um, and it was following meditation that these things would come to me, and I just started writing them down and found that they resonated with a lot of people. So it wasn't just, you know, my stuff, but it was... You know, I always find that something something that comes through is very universal and, and touches somebody else, and that just brings me a lot of joy. It's a gift to be shared, that's for sure. And we appreciate you sharing it, and I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, we're about out of time here. Please, everyone, go look up Jody Doty. It's uh, her website. There is a link to her website on the description of this show. It's J-O-D-Y-D-O-T-Y dot com. And thank you guys so very, very much for listening. As always, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.